Hello, everybody, and welcome into just a positively disgusting episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name is Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing the Fresh movie, because it's new, called Fresh, starring mm. my man, Sebastian Stan, and I guess some other people as well. We are here tonight to discuss that movie. Joining me first up from Manhattan, New York City, the uh, Stan... I, I was trying to come up with a portmanteau. The Stan doppelganger himself, Mr. John Schnars. Mm-hmm. He, Hello, looks, Eric. he looks so much like you in this movie. It's insane. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I would have gone with I would have gone with Eric Sebastian Stan Stan. Doppelstanger. Mm. <laughs> Next up on the show from Indiana, please welcome Casey. Hello. From Richmond, Virginia. It's Caitlin from Richmond, Virginia. That's me. Hi. <laughs> and last up tonight. The editor-in-chief, that's the EIC of bloodygoodhorror.com. Please welcome Mr. John Shelton. What's up, y'all? Did you know that was your title, John? Uh, no. I need to go update my business cards. It's been, mm-hmm. it's been, bequeathed, it's been bequeathed to you. Eric, I feel like that's the first time you haven't said homeless professor in front of John Shelton. That's true. He's <laughs> moving, moving on up in the world. <laughs> Times are changing. Not having a home to being the editor. It's a a big swing. You know, kind of a lateral move. Congratulations. Uh, John, I have a secret. um, Which one? You have to be specific. We should say spoiler alert. We should say spoiler alert, first of all, for Fresh. Hmm. I'm convinced this movie was made by PETA because I'm absolutely horrified by food now. And literally... Hmm was trying to eat dinner and like it was the least pleasurable dinner oh I've it's had not good in quite yeah. some time honestly yeah like I was, cra- I was craving some uh meatballs yeah, the, the meatballs scene. some pate just thinking about it now Ooh, is like, i don't not pate a person anyway but just think about it now <laughs> is turning my stomach I, I can't it's well we can talk later about which is the grossest because i have a very there's like one that was the grossest by like a mile in my mind oh, interesting then, well, well okay that's a good that's a good question to post to everyone in the <laughs> <yeah>. meantime <laughs> let's take a quick break and review fresh this is it Jennifer. you're a big break in tv Main feature. Just waiting for somebody Look, to snatch you saying, up on the street. I've been saying for a while, if Sebastian Stan needs a body double, like I'm available. <laughs> so it's more than I needed to know, bud. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, I was a. Uh, I could know more. It's okay. Um. John. <laughs> Please bring us the word of the day. There's a whole uh, extended section in this movie where we like really luxuriate on Sebastian Stan's like uh, muscles and his body. And uh, oh, there's some torso in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's a quite a fit gentleman, John. <laughs> I, well, how do you think we'll you get into it? He. <laughs> I'm I'm on the train now. Like before, I was like, yeah, he's fine. Like whatever. He's he, he kind of. I I hadn't seen him in something where I was like, I like got it. He he's really good. Like he he. Yeah. John, you if know, you had he's on the up and up. John, if you made love to Sebastian Stan, would it count as masturbating? <laughs> oh. 
there's a thought. I haven't considered that. There's one, a thought but... uh, thought question for listeners to yeah. think about tonight. Okay. John, please bring us the word of the day. Wow, the the double, the the, the, the rare double. Uh, the word of the day today, Eric, is carpaccio. That's C A R P A C C I O. Carpaccio. It's uh, an Italian hors d'oeuvre consisting of thin slices of raw beef or fish Whoa. served with a sauce. Cool. That's carpaccio. Very interesting definition. I mean, uh, etymology here. And, I, and I'm reading from the Google define, like this sort of Google dictionary thing. Not uh, uh, There's probably more on the Wikipedia. Uh, so it says that in, in the English, this comes from an Italian uh, painter, I presume, Vittore Carpaccio. Because I guess in his uh, art, he his use of red pigments resembled raw meat. Interesting. And so that's where the English got the word carpaccio. Maybe it wasn't originally called that in Italian. It had a different name. So, yeah. Because he had red paint. I, pre- presumably, yeah. It says it was invented in 1950 by Giuseppe Cipriani from Harry's Bar in Venice. Again, this that's from the Wikipedia. I don't know. Take that for what you will. Google think, seems to think the word existed in like 1900. I think that there's was some like, the like peak. I feel like one of those scenes there was like dry aged meat. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was like, what sort of cured, made me think of it. cured meat but or something like that. Yeah. What did you call it, John? Because I think what you called it was probably the more accurate definition of what that was. Uh, prosciutto, prosciutto, yeah. prosciutto, like a prosciutto, like a prosciutto, a fine prosciutto, John. Yeah. A little gabagol, gabagool. A little serrano <laughs> ham action, but serrano <laughs> human. Hey, uh, John Shelton, as our guest, please kick us off. What did you think of? I keep wanting to say flesh, but it's. Do you, do you want me to tell you about the movie first, oh my, or are we going to get? Oh my god! You're all yes. over the map today. You're playing the, yeah. the the stingers twice. I mean, it's very. <laughs> Hey John, it's a Sebastian Stan episode. You knew this was going to happen. Um, it's like, I'm all at Twitter. John Schnars, please. Hi, Poppy. Tell me about this movie. I read one article about this movie, so I am excited to tell you about it. Um, so this comes to us from a, uh, a first-time director, Mimi Cave. Um, she's someone who had been working in, you know, uh, in Hollywood doing music videos and things. This is her first feature film. Um, and it comes from this the writer. Her name is Lauren Kahn. Um, so Lauren Kahn, she's she's done a couple other screenplays. This is one of the first that's kind of gone all the way through to production. She also um, works or had worked or I guess still works closely with um, Adam McKay. I think she was a co-writer on Don't Look Up. Um, and so she's like yeah, done a bunch a of stuff on this. This yeah, is exactly. actually the second movie that he's produced in his new company after don't look up. Yeah. So this well, is kind so, of the follow up to that, which is kind of weird. there you go. Yeah. He, uh, he, he did, he produced this and, and they basically took apparently, you know, according to this article I was reading, they took a long time finding Mimi cave. They had the script and they were, they were just insistent on finding the right director. They wanted a female voice. Um, and they found her and, and, we can talk about how it went, um, but it stars Daisy Edgar Jones, who I didn't recognize. She had a couple of other credits. Sebastian Stan, as we have discussed at length already, um, and then I would say the the other major character is uh, so Daisy. Her character's name is Noah. Noah's best friend is Molly, um, and that's the crew. Uh, quick synopsis: you gonna Noah just read down is, the IMDb. 
on the cast or what? Well, what was Noah's? Did did we ever get a job for her? She was an artist. I didn't. Is that okay, like a designer of some kind? Yeah, we get like shots of her designing. The so important thing I, is, I, that I thought as she works from home, it doesn't have a lot of people checking on her. Yes, right. And she's doing. She's into the <laughs> online dating. That's how we are. Yeah, she's. I mean, so she's basically. Yeah, she's. She's a fairly. Um, uh, I want to say like lonely, but she's definitely like a solo operator type. Uh, she has this this really close friend Molly. We know because it becomes somewhat of an important plot point that she doesn't have a, a lot of family. She's she's estranged from her mom. Her dad's passed away. Um, so we see her doing online dating. We see we see her going. I, I would posit one of the like worst dates ever put on film. Like I don't know, maybe there's been movies that have put worse dates Dude, on. Dude, you know what's interesting? Because you're not on, you're not on Twitter, John. I see. That was so familiar to me from a lot of posts I see go viral of people describing both like describing awful online dates and then also just posting chats from like dating apps. Like none of this seemed far fetched to me from like as the resident single, I can let you know when it's my turn. Yeah. 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 No, I I mean, I look, I haven't dated in a long time. I don't use dating apps or social media. It all like it, it fit, whatever it, it's. I felt it was very realistic, or at least from yeah, as you say, what what's kind of out there. But um, so she's she's doing that. It's not going great. She meets Sebastian Stan in a uh, in the supermarket. He sort of like just casually bumps into her and then asks for a number. And it's and she's having this like moment. I mean, she had not given up on dating, but it had very much kind of resigned herself to like hating dating. And she very much falls in love with him. Um, and and that turns out to go quite poorly. I mean, it's slight spoiler, but like we'll talk about it. this movie's paced or structured in a really interesting way, um, at least the beginning of it. And uh, she he basically abducts her, um, and it turns out that he harvests meat from young women uh, and sells it to rich people who are cannibals or into cannibalism. And it's like a whole operation. Like he's got like logos and branding and he's got a team. Um, and it, there's like vacuum sealing. I don't know. I mean, oh my God, the underwear. Vacuum sealing, they, yeah, it's, a, it's a really elaborate thing. And so the rest of the film is really like Noah trying to survive. Like, can she survive yeah. this sort of grim fate? Um, yeah. I mean, that's it. It's, it is a, I would, I mean, it's, it's a black comedy it's real black. Um, there are some like outright funny moments, but otherwise like, it's just like pretty straight up grim for a lot of, you know, like, uh, but it, yeah, so we can go from there. Love it. Hey, John Shelton. Now, can I talk about, what it? did you think of this movie? Oh boy. Um, yeah, it's good. I liked it. It's, um, it reminded me a lot. It's kind of, it kind of feels like this is going to be like this year's promising young woman. Cause it's very similar sort of, uh, you know, topics. And also like, I can kind of see this like crossing over to the non-horror audience a little bit. Cause even though it's real dark and like, like Schnarr said, real grim, um, it's literally about cannibalism, but it's like not really that gory you don't actually see a whole lot there's a lot of stuff that's implied and there's a lot of like really cool um it, the after like, the, that they do the after the fact mm-hmm. stuff i guess is pretty yeah. pretty disgusting but yeah not a lot of like, direct like yeah there's a lot of kind of like surrealist kind of stuff where like you're seeing like kind of things that maybe she's imagining or maybe it's you don't really know if it's you know if it's really what 
the truth is or if it's just how she imagines things. Um, but like, yeah, a lot, a lot of the scenes that uh, could in, in like a lot of a lot of cannibal movies would be like, you know, gross gut munch and everything like that. It's pretty subdued. You don't see it. But then you see him like doing like the Hannibal style, like cooking and, you know, like literally like shaving a little carpaccio off of a off of a, uh, you know, a, a, a human thigh with a tattoo on it. A shank. Um, a shank, a lady. Yeah, yeah. A shank, a lady shank, a lady shank. <laughs> Is that what the cannibals call it, Caitlin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Caitlin, I loved this. I it's probably gonna it's right now in my top three for the list, the running list so far. <laughs> I uh, March eighth, March. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the last time I said something like, I love body horror, I feel like Schnars was like, you love body horror? <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and make another statement. I love cannibal horror. I wow. really do. You I, do. So I interesting. knew that about you. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It was like a running joke in my family. My cousin Olivia like has always, always loved cannibal movies. So the minute that this started, I texted her. I was like, Hulu, baby. New, new, new cannibal movie <laughs> wow. dropped. Um <laughs> You guys and said I, like digital high fives to each other. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, but I I love this. I think it's really funny. It's disturbing. The pacing is really cool. Um, Casey had talked about. I think it's like thirty minutes in we get the title card, which is another movie. Uh, Empty Man did something similar last year, and so we don't get that a whole lot. But when you do, it's kind of shocking in a in a really. But more, I feel like it's done yeah. really well here. Yes. I um. The cast is great. Sebastian Stan really did bring it. Um, I'm still, I don't know if he does look like Schnars. I, uh, I can see it, but I can. Get out. For the record, I've never get said out. that. Just, I just want that on the record. Well, it is, un, said, it's uncanny. Like, they're from the same family. <laughs> they're related. Yeah. Well, I texted you guys and I was like, I don't know if he looks like Schnars, you guys, in case he was like, wait till he puts on the scrubs. <laughs> uh-huh. like, oh boy. I didn't actually see that text. There, I'm glad it would have There was that me. scene where he had the uh, surgical that, hat on uh-huh. and they did a close up that I thought that was pure Schnars right there. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love this. And I, um, I'm i single and I, I don't really date because it is, I mean, it's not as bad as cannibalism that I have experienced yet. But that first date she goes on where <laughs> he's like, tough. where he's like, uh, I was just being nice. You're not even that hot. I didn't even really like you that much. Like the the turn from "Hey, would you want to meet up sometime?" to yeah. "Whatever, you're a fat bitch anyway. I don't even really care." You up like that that turn real fast and real accurate. So I appreciated what they showed in terms of how oh. miserable. Oh, is that the one who texts? Is? is that the one who texts at the end? Is that what I'm? Uh, Chad. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, and uh, that's. Uh, I, I don't know. I like the whole idea that she is a piece of meat like throughout the movie because yeah, you know she's getting dick pics. She's getting you up text and yeah, yeah. literally a piece of meat but uh yeah I, I love this it's so good yeah there's definitely some interesting things going on under the hood casey yeah i love this movie too i came into it pretty blind i'd read the i'd heard everybody talking about it in the last drive-in as we were watching curtains on friday night um went and checked out read the uh, plot description on hulu decided to throw it on and so i was kind of I knew what to expect coming into it, but then I kind of forgot about the cannibalism part that's in the plot drop as we're going through there. Then we hit that 30 minute mark and that scene that, that that plays throughout when that title card drops, it just blew my mind. It was a great setup. Um, 
there's some drinks going on and stuff like that. We could get into it a little bit later as in the discussion, but the way they framed that and everything and then popped it right there, just like, oh, crap. And the movie literally switches gears right there, and it does it fairly expertly as far as the writing and directing goes, too. It's like you can feel them drop it into, like, second gear, like, here we go. <laughs> and it checks out. And from there on out, it was bizarre. It was crazy i thought sebastian stan was amazing i thought that uh gazy was her name i believe that played yeah. noah she was uh really good in this too she really sold it and it was just really good there was elements of like other things going on like with the secret dungeon and stuff like that there's a lot of elements of different movies and stuff here and it just plays together super well and like shelton was saying i was impressed that they didn't do like disgusting gore with this which would have been super easy and uh, can i ask a question 10 years ago would have been standard what right? movie were you guys watching do you guys not count all that food <laughs> shit as like disgusting gore i found this movie revolting the food it's, is I'm literally about the food, though. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's I'm people. About the movies that are like. It's I mean, you, you know that it's human, but you know. Yeah, I just no, think that's. Really a, I listen, I'm just saying that's a real. Get her like eating her sister's finger. Like it's a little right. bit different. I'm saying that's yeah. a real fine line to draw on the sand. That's all I'm saying. No, no I actually. There's no. Yeah, there, look. There's no very little classical gore. There's not like blood spraying. I mean, there at the end, yeah. there's like some blood <clears> spraying. It's but, not splattery per se. But, but like all of the surgery seeds. stuff. Yeah, and the, yeah. I mean, the dinner seeds, it's just him cooking. Like, it could be any meat. You like literally wouldn't. The scene no. in which he pulls the out really the scene movie. in which he pulls out the leg. Yeah, I think it's the first yeah. thing you see and it's pretty identifiable as like a leg. Like and he, air guitar on it. And he just starts yeah. like butchering it. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever been so disgusted by a scene in a movie. Like this movie yeah. literally turned my stomach. It's unbelievable how sick it made me. And it must well, just be like. The, you find the right table. What I'm saying though is you find the right table at Horror Hound movie and you're going to find the same movie, but they're going to show like all the blood and guts as he's taking yeah. the leg off. and But the reason that the reason it's so effective is what John referred to as these sort of like um, avant-garde kind of, because like. It's like sound effects and close-ups of meat and the butchering yeah. and like, oh my God, I'm like getting sick. Yeah. Talking well, about it right now. That's what I was going to add. It's actually crazy. The other, <laughs> the other great part about this movie was like the Foley work. We don't talk about that much, but like it's that crazy. whole Foley work that is going on in those dinner scenes and the cooking oh, and stuff, God. A plus, it makes your skin crawl. The uh, chewing yeah. in particular, my brother, yeah. I was like, oh my God, got to watch the new cannibal movie. And he was like, I don't mind the cannibalism, but this chewing is fucking gross. <laughs> There's a lot of close-ups on mouths eating. That's yeah. That's probably the goriest thing in the movie is watching somebody just eat like, you know, noodles. Shaneers, <laughs> uh, what did you think? Yeah, I I love this movie, too. Um, and I've like been thinking about it more like I've as I've processed it. I love it even more. It's it's just so well made, like top to bottom. The script is amazing. The direction is so confident and, and assured. Like I was really surprised that this was you know, a first time out. I, cause I, I went in, I knew nothing. Like I literally, you all were kind of like, Oh, people are talking about fresh or something. And I was like, okay, cool. And it's funny because, and I sent it to you, like there was an article on the cover of the art section in the New York times last weekend with this writer and the, the director in like, it was the full page. And I even saw that it was about a horror movie and I was like, ah, I'll read this later. And so I like, only like put it back <laughs> i only put it together at the fact i was like oh they were talking about fresh so the i john you mentioned like this movie's crossing over or could like i totally i i kind of hope it does like it's that it is that good and it's i and mean it's look, got like, dude it's it, ha it has gross. a marvel face in it like 
Yeah. yeah. Well, well I love this being on Hulu too because like it's I could just imagine somebody being like, oh, what is this? Turning it on, watching like 40 minutes of it and being like, okay, this is about, oh, it's hard out here for a lady dating nowadays. And then all of a sudden, like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck is this movie? Like, that's that's the perfect reaction. We didn't like, mention, so, I think that's very possible. We didn't mention 30 minutes in title sequence. Yeah, yeah. No, Eric, we fully mentioned that. <laughs> Damn it. No one mentioned it ever. <laughs> no one's time. ever brought that up. <laughs> no yeah. one on the internet has said. No, I mean it's it's like it's a it's a really well put together film. It's it's very smart, right? Like I again, I I'm not dating. I don't think, but like it it feels like it captures something. Whether or not it's like super accurate, who gives a fuck? Like it captures something essential. I'm telling you, it is. <laughs> well, I, I, Caitlin, I believe you. I'm not like I'm Doesn't not. Sound like you do. No, no. I'm just saying like it. It's effective. I felt like regardless. I came away yeah. understand. Like they have. A it's effective even to someone who doesn't have the perspective on what the subject matter. Well, look, like the the writer and the director had a, like a clear vision of what they wanted to convey the dating world is like right now, or what women's experience of dating is like. And like again, I get it. Like I'm like okay, um, you know, and the metaphor itself, like it, it's not like perfect throughout. It's not like, but like it's very well drawn yeah um the the movie comp that i'll make and i'll just like lay this down up top you guys can tell me if you think it's you know an exaggeration but like for me this is like get out like it was that level of sort of black comedy and like hitting on like real world issues Mm -hmm. um through a horror lens like it's not i mean look jordan peele is like operating at like one level there not that far away and it's it's in that same vein this could this should have been in theaters like it's a little ridiculous that it's not in some ways yeah i i would agree with that 100 percent too that's Um, kind of wild yeah (laughs) i agree with everything that's been said show over um i it is one of the best made things i think we've reviewed in a while um especially in the indie scene it's almost it's like two hours and it earns all of it which is always for me, like, you know, a breath of fresh air. It's a very kinetic film. When you talk, John, about the uh, confidence with which it's made and directed, like it just has an energy to it. And a lot of that is owed to, I think, both of the lead performances, but in particular, Sebastian Stan, because that that role is like the other, the, um, I, I, I don't know her name, the actress, the, the Daisy something or her other character. Daisy. She's doing a lot of interesting Edward work. Jones. She's doing a lot of interesting work to show this like um, really complicated emotional thing she's going through as his victim, but it's a little more understated. He's just hamming it the hell up. Like this character yeah, yeah. is on crank to 11 all the time. It's in a weird way, almost like scarier than some other movies I've seen because he's so totally flippant and, out of it like he just has his own this he has his own world view of like what's okay and what isn't and like he doesn't well he's it's patrick bateman like i felt like yes. there was a couple of scenes say. where it's patrick yeah, bateman like, but really i got a big patrick bateman vibe. patrick yeah. bateman yeah. but way more smooth and more charismatic i think well um he's not a total sociopath like he understands right. other people's voters doesn't give a fuck he's like, got like a ted bundy yeah. but he's got like a ted bundy vibe and here's why because He's so goddamn charming in the beginning. And like, he's charming even still when he, he's being a fucking weirdo. And he continues to be, yeah. right? It's like, just maybe that this we, guy's okay. It's just that we know who he is, and that makes it creepier because he's still, he's still turn, trying to turn on the same charm. And he even reminds her, like, I'm still the same person that 
was on that date with you or whatever. But I think I texted, I, like you. <laughs> I texted you guys in the beginning. I was like, how is he so goddamn charming? Like what? Well, there's, there's also this brilliant thing where he's got a wife that we see later. Mm-hmm. We never find out the story, but you can really infer a lot from, because you see at one point that she's missing a leg. I gasped. And, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, well, what's the story here? And and you don't find out, but you, you know, you can infer. And it also kind of like leads the other story where you're like, well, maybe, maybe uh, Noah can, you know, get in there and maybe this is what she's doing. I don't know if she's trying to escape or if she's like, Hey, you know what? Uh, whatever. I'll be a cannibal. And I'll, you know, this guy's cute. He's, he's very charming. I think that's what he was doing. Like that. Cause yeah. this is one of my yeah. big questions. Like, what is his arc? Like, what is the, what are we supposed to like, What's the game he's playing? And a little bit of like, he's he might having, have just been like confused. For me, it's like, <laughs> he's like got this beautiful wife who's in on his grift and he's got these beautiful kids. And he's one of those dudes that's like, you know what I could use in my life of crime and like deceit and disgust? A little spice. <laughs> like I could use <laughs> like a little affair here. Like, you know, he finds someone, I, I guess, you know, we assume that his wife, I mean, she's, she's game. She's in on this, you know, whole thing and now he feels like oh my new my new like protege apprentice my new hot one yeah i mean it it reminded me i was gonna say it's gonna be his new life it reminded me of poughkeepsie tapes because if you remember that movie like there's a real strong thread about stockholm syndrome and the way that like when someone is this broken down psychologically like if you remember the end of that movie she gets rescued and then i think she goes back at the end of the poughkeepsie tapes right and like So that's why it's interesting leaving the history of that wife character so vague because you could definitely, you could go the route of like, oh, maybe she was a willing participant or like she was broken. She seemed pretty broken. I mean, the way that she's portrayed in the movie, like, but broken to the point where she is now like just fully in on it. Um, I think it's so important, though, that piece of dialogue we get at the end when Molly attacks her and she's like, women like you are part of the problem. Yeah. And then beats her yeah. to death. And <laughs> like, I think that's, that's a thread. So that, good. That's it's so important to have that. It's a thread that runs through the movie. And it also there's another moment where the main character is kind of saying that she blames herself. And one of the other women is she says something really yeah, pointed. Yeah. That's basically like it's never our fault. It's it's their fault. Like they're the ones who, you know, are doing well, because she's saying yeah. that like as she like is being like held captive in a basement, like it it truly was like that was a really funny moment. And and yeah, Eric, like I I mean, it was a really important piece of that. Like, I agree. But yeah, it's the most extreme victimization. And still being like, ah, maybe I did something wrong. I, don't know. I mean, I can feel like I'm stark, but an idiot. I came on this vacation with this guy who I don't even know, doesn't even have an Instagram, can't find him. Like, you know. But like, I don't know. Like, it's, I don't I, Caitlin, I feel like you're already making, you're making excuses for, for their victim. Like, like, she should be allowed classic, to love people. Classic like, she, Caitlin. You know what I mean? No, but like she, I don't know. Like she, people, like women should be allowed to like fall in love without being of course, threatened of, of violence. Like with bold like, stance, totally, John. But at the same time, like there's still some of that in the sense that like I don't know. You were raised like walk to your car with your key between your fingers. Like it's that thing. Yeah. Like we all know that this is fucked up. But I I love the way it's played because I can see myself being like, oh god damn it. Like of course, too good to be true. No, I think they're addressing. <laughs> I think they're addressing an extremely common um like emotional response to being victimized in all people and especially women in these types of scenarios so i think it was and the movie makes a very pointed 
point of like having that line be in there. And in a movie that there's not a lot of that stuff injected in, like it's very clearly written, like, and it's, it's given a moment, you know what I mean? So it feels like it has yeah. weight in the script. Well, well in this day and age, at this day and age, that's gotta be a very real fear for ladies going on, on using dating apps and stuff too. Especially when you find somebody you think it's nice. That's you've got to have that thought in the back of your head. Yeah. Like, Oh God, what if they're crazy? <laughs> She did it's do a smart. Place out she did now. do a smart thing by uh, sharing her location with her friend. Yeah, um, yeah Molly, I was, Molly. Molly knew. I thought Molly it was, was so up. interesting. Was I thought it was so interesting at the end when the bartender showed up and then was like, "Oh hell!" Like realized something was happening. Was like, "Oh hell no!" And drove away. Yeah, yeah. not not a hero. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, that, but it, not a hero, and that's almost like that seems really intentional too. Like an interesting subversion of that sort of trope of the character, sort of sweeping in last because well, they do they set him up like he's gonna be the yeah. kind of not it's not a because at the end of the day like, that's the solution but at the end of the day too like i feel like he is at least partially in it because he thinks he's gonna get like a booty call back or something like that you know what i mean because she's sure, sort of yeah. like i like his rationalization where he's like uh no nah, this has to be the wrong place i probably turned around somewhere. <laughs> 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 it was i mean the i, I really like that it's I don't know. None of it feels ham-fisted or silly, though, because all of that tracks. Like, I have friends that I'm like, share your location with me on the state so that I can know that you're not mm-hmm. dead or that I at least know where your phone is, I guess. But, you know, I, I like that it's not sort I of wanna, like, oh, I want to be able to find like... your body. <laughs> but it's just like I, I, it all felt natural. None of it felt like I, this sounds weird to say, but none of it felt silly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I that's think... pretty standard. I like the sharing your location and stuff. That appeals to the normies, too. Like Shelton was talking earlier about, you know, maybe this would have some normie appeal because, I mean, that's a common tool for parents and their kids now that are out and about in a mobile, right? I, I, do think I know my s- sister always tracked her kids that way. I do think Sebastian Stan is, like, a little sloppy for somebody who's supposedly gotten away with this so much. Like, he's not even trying when he's texting the friend back. Like, he's literally half-assed texting her. And I feel like anybody could have anticipated this reverse Google image search situation. Yeah. You know, it's either, yeah. like, like, don't... It's either, woman I know could a be a overconfident. Detective. It's like, either, like, but, don't text at all to the back to the friend, or you gotta bring your fucking A-game, dude, and really try to convince her. That did no, no, lead so to it, an... Go ahead, John. Well, Eric, you know, so like I have like if we want to pick some nits that like that was one of mine was that like he he for someone who's gotten away with it a lot, like if there was whatever, like 16 to 20 victims, it kind of looked like. Yeah. I mean, we they, they I kinda, also think sending they, the personal effects is a very risky thing. Like, well, that's I think those were fake. From what it looked like, he was just like taking. Yeah. Panties. Like maybe they were panties that they had worn but they weren't I wonder, like oh, i didn't i wondered that too because there was too many for the girls he had in the basement right yeah yeah well no but yeah like, he had the well, names the up and like because yeah, he had that dexter sold, sh- eaten <laughs> like but it's, he's I, making but the, i guess the other point to make is he that he's that, making multiple sales off of one girl yes, so yes, correct yeah, that's a good correct. point that's a good point no no and no, he no. had his own dexter shrine maybe that was supposed to be revealing too like that he actually has all the stuff yeah yeah because it's not really He's not really, that's one thing I found really interesting is he's not, he's not in it. He's not the cannibal really. He, he is a cannibal, but like, well, it, he he's is, not doing yeah. it. He's not doing it primarily for like, well, we don't know what he's doing primarily for. He's in it for the money, like uh, at least to, uh, to a certain degree. Um, because we do see, you know, all, all the scenes of him selling it to, and, and I really like all the different people you would see 
buying it because it was you know of course like the rich guys you had like there was somebody you saw like an oxygen hose so it was like probably somebody on their deathbed who like maybe like before i die that's what i want to do um there was like one plate that had like like a pentagram on it so it's like maybe some kind of like rich like culty kind of thing um well that was his logo yeah his very like yeah very hostile yeah that's yeah. Very hostile um, vibes with the way that that movie was about rich people like paying to torture people. Yeah. I, I, Charles, um, what is it with well, rich people? Can you tell me? Why do they like, why do they, why are they, no, messed I mean, up? I was going to, that was another point I was going to make. It was like, I guess the, the point and, and whatever, like, we, we don't need to like overanalyze the business because like it's a fucking, it's not real. But, um, like the, the whole, as you point out, like everybody is like, he, it's a very lucrative operation, but like, I don't know, like, if there really are a bunch of cannibals out there, like, there's no reason to assume that it's, like, concentrated in rich people. Like, that's, yes, that's, that's, that's a, a really good, is, that's, they have them, no, the that's a very, about, like, they have access to everything except for this one taboo. Yeah, he said it was you the know? 1% no, but there, of the 1%. But there are, but there so have, there are news stories sometimes, though, where they're, like, these two people met on a uh, chat room and one of them wanted to eat people and the other one was like, I kinda wanna be eaten and guess what happened? And like Well, yeah, of course. People. But like the business model here, like that's like a one off personal connection. But like the, point the being, business model is like he's he says the story is important to these people. They want the like, personal effects, maybe they want the meat. Maybe there's lots of cannibals, but what this movie is showing us is that only the rich people have the funds yes, to get what they best. need to get the good right, stuff. Of course, sure. yeah. That 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 I yeah. The the no, the, the other, uh the ninety nine percent cannibal are just left out in the dust. I think, yeah. I think it's more just the ultimate taboo. It's just that the idea is that when you have so much money and you can have you can buy anything, then eventually you get to the point where you're like, what else could I buy? Well, you know, yeah, it's so no different. Could I like pay somebody to? It's no know. different than the hunting the ultimate game, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I was gonna say like it's it's a. I think this it's isn't different. what the movie. Yeah, no, this I, isn't the point the movie's trying to make, but it's a it's an inequality. I metaphor, think it's right. Like it's like yeah. I would argue the that rich live off the poor. <laughs> I can, my brain can make the leap much easier to rich people just want to f- know what it's like to murder somebody. Like that's like a, that kind of aggression. Like I, I get that darkness to me. You want to eat people like just cause you're rich. I don't know. I, cause Sebastian Stan clearly is like, has some kind of mental condition that makes him want to eat people. He's not well, just, he, and his, his personal story is that he got into it. He said when he was like 19, like yeah. he certainly didn't have like the money. It's just interesting, yeah. but, I, but you are right. Yeah, he probably that, became a surgeon so that he could, you know, there the, is a, the I do think, came first. I do think you're right, John. There's a very clear class metaphor there. I'm just now down a rabbit hole in my own head about actual cannibals. So, well, yeah. and again, that's, but that's also not really the point of the movie. Exactly. They, it's, exactly. It is interesting. Cause they show you a fair bit of those. There, the, what they, I think what the point that, the director that Mimi Cave is trying to land here is like, they're all men. Like we don't see any women eating these women's bodies. We only see men. And well, except for Noah. I mean, well, <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, no, can I give you my other, like s- somewhat, of, it's a smaller knit, but like, ah, it's pretty important to the plot. He, so this is somewhat of a spoiler, but he removes her, her butt, right? Like he eats her ass. Yeah, yeah. Like he says, I, "I'm taking your ass." When he's like carving yeah. into her. If you're into her, I why mean, take her butt? That's one of the best parts. That's all I'm saying. Like, why would you do that? Like, apparently, he liked, it's one of the best parts to eat. Eric. He liked her. That's it it's is. It's the tenderness. biggest muscle, Eric. Um, the but like it's the she was able muscle. to walk like 
I don't know, kind. I think yeah, you need I your one the same thing. I think yeah. you need your butt muscles just to be upright, don't you? Like she you, did raise the limp a couple times. Yeah, they're pretty important. Yeah. But then she's like grooving at the Yeah, like she was dancing. I mean like <laughs> I mean, I, I I'll buy it. Like I'll suspend disbelief uh, yeah. and be like, oh she's good. Like I mean, they're a little like running away later and Molly is supposed to have been I mean, she has been prodded and cut no, into well, it. No, it was this is now you're getting to the grossest part of the movie in okay. my mind. Yeah. That was her boob. Like it was it was her breast. So like my understanding of Molly is she had had basically a mastectomy, but like otherwise, like physically seemed to be okay. She's well, swung- Penny legless. Oh well, yeah. Penny yeah. Penny had been through it. Penny had de- that is Melissa. The, the re- really been through it. <laughs> R.I.P. The reveal with the Yikes. wife. The reveal with the wife is so good, but also um, just the reveal of what the movie was about. I went. In, I mean, I could not have gone in knowing. I didn't know anything about this movie. I never took two seconds to contemplate the title. I'm just watching it. I'm like texting you guys about how um, like uh, how charis- Sebastian charismatic Sanders. Sebastian Stan is. <laughs> and then he hits her with the line, he drugs her, which that scene is brilliant. Like her slow kind of like the, they're using this like filter on the lens that you can, she's slowly going and he's just acting normal. And then she wakes up and he's talking to her for like a minute, like everything's normal. And then she realizes she's like in a weird room chained to the ground. And then he's like, I'm going to, uh, what does he say? Like, I'm going to sell, sell your, your meat. meat. I'm going yeah. to sell your meat, he says. In like this, that is how Eric texted it to, line by <laughs> that's line. That's exactly how line. I texted it. <laughs> that, my jaw hit the ground. I was like, I didn't, it was like last week in uh, Nightmare Alley when Mary Steenburgen like has her like big crazy scene there. Uh, similar, just jaw on the ground. I was just like, yeah. I literally lately am just a complete blank slate for movies that's incapable of seeing anything coming and uh it was amazing i love it that whole scene that whole scene when he drugs her i just thought it was because i wasn't pay, I, I was paying attention but like i said earlier on i wasn't really cottoning on to what we we're getting into either but then after he made her that drink and started asking her, he's like do you know what the secret heat ingredient is and she's like it's orange and i'm like wait a minute that's got to be a drug because <laughs> all i can think of is like he says, I'm putting something special in your drink. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Uh-oh. one of the scarier That's a real too, bold move, too, to just, like, assume she won't get weirded out by that. Yeah. Well, like, she's when, you know, we see her start to get foggy and dizzy, and then she gets up and she falls. And one of my favorite moments is just Sebastian Sands' character, just, like, I mean, he doesn't get up to help her, because at that point, we kind of know he's done something, but he's just leaned back, like, watching her fall. And it's like, oh. Here we're in for it well, that's, now, and that's well, the title card, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, in the opening credits, like it's it's kind of interspersed with like uh, you see like meat and stuff, okay. and then you're seeing like her perspective as he's like dragging her. You just kind of see like a hallway light, like yeah. as, as she's kind of dragged away. It's a really cool, like it's abstract opening credits, but also it's like oh, that's that's what she's seeing right now. But like you were saying, Caitlin, with the, like the way he was watching and the nonchalance there, and whatnot. Going back to John's nitpick about the text. I never had a problem with the text because he did, did seem like he was phoning it in, not even trying. But to me, I took it as more that it was just because he was elitist and he's like, who cares? Mm-hmm. And they sold it when uh, Molly showed up at his wife's house looking for him. Molly was the friend, correct? Mm-hmm. And Molly yeah. shows up to the friend and he shows up and he didn't freak out. Nothing like uh, you would think that somebody in this position would do. All he said was, oh, it's you. 
Yeah, that part was like <laughs> chilling. And then he's like, like, Oh, oh it's you. Shouldn't have done that. And then well, the it was a great like, reveal like, too, because because you're you're still not sure if this is even the right person. And like yeah. the husband comes home and it was like, Oh, it's probably gonna be a different guy or something. And then it's him, but he doesn't react and he's just like, you know, okay, cool. And the wife is like, Okay, cool, and it's <laughs> The wife does. She did. That's a hard turn for her, for sure. Because at that point, well, because there is a shot of him with the wife. Like, you know that he's like, I thought it could be the brother because he was talking about his his sister and her kid. Remember when he's on the dates, he's referencing his like sister and her kids. So I was like, oh, maybe this is the sister because there is that there's a picture of them that she finds on the Internet. Um, But then the what, you know, and then it takes a lot of balls for the friend character when he comes home in that scene to just be like. No, no, I mean, maybe your husband can answer my questions. I would be like, dude, I'd be running out the other door. Be like, uh, I'm too yeah. scared, right? Well, it, and Molly's also a badass we've seen by the end of the yeah. movie, so it's kind of surprised she didn't like, I know it was you. Man, those those <laughs> well, like I mean, fights. You well, know, she she's also she a black woman a in family. a white neighborhood that's like, hey, um, are you like fucking a murderer? <laughs> you know, it's like. There's, I mean, because even when she knocks on the door, the wife is like, um, I don't want anything. Can you go away? It's like the dynamic there is already like, uh, I don't know. It, it make it makes total sense. The, yeah. the way yeah, it's yeah, yeah, no, totally. Those yeah. fight scenes uh, during the finale are so visceral and affected. Like literally <laughs> looks like people fighting to the death. Um, yeah. It's yeah. real, real intense. There. I like it. There's so much good around there. And we talked about with with the reveal with uh, Penny. I look like when that scene happened, I look like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from that meme from Once Upon yeah. a Time in Hollywood. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but the implications to that, I'd sound I'd love to talk about that, too, because I had the implication that because we were talking about it a little bit, but like. I took it as he decided he liked Noah even better and he was going to start grooming her to take over. As My his thought wife, was like, like I do, right. I think the wife was getting jealous too because there's like yeah. she looks at his phone and she's or you yeah. know he she realizes that he's like gone more like she yeah. calls him and he didn't pick up like it's kind of clear that he's into Noah and there's almost well, this like jealousy affair type stuff. You don't stuff. know how far he plans to take it because he's being very no. cautious. He's being like cautious because she tries to escape at least once and it's like every little bit that he gives her, you're shown a moment where he's just looking at her like. But he wants this to be a relationship. He and she no, 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 but what I'm saying is, yes, but like he's also afraid and he, she's trying to earn his trust and she earns every ounce of it, like through force of will of this act she's putting on because we see him, his gears turning every time being like, should I like just like show her that? And then he just, we know he likes her so much because he keeps giving in and showing her more. But even then it's slow. It's like a slow process. Well, so- like- I forgot yeah. to put your cuffs back on. <laughs> yeah, if like, if I can if I can play out the metaphor, right? So like, and and it kind of gets back to Caitlin um, referencing the line about the wife, you know, being part of the problem. Like, he trusts her because she eats the meat, right? Like, so she's yeah, like yeah, yeah. basic. Yeah. Like, if if the cannibalism is like the patriarchy or or sort of like toxic masculinity or whatever you want to call, you know, like the just all the bad parts of <laughs> our society. She she like takes it willingly, you know, and so he's like, oh, 
cool. Like she's part, you know, she's, she's part cool. of the program now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's super. She's, yeah, she's yeah. cool. Girl. Like I'm I not like going to, yeah, that's, exactly. Like I'm not going to dismember her. Well, right that seals the deal when, when she's, uh, when he realizes that she's not handcuffed and she could have tried something yeah. at any point in the evening and, uh, she hadn't. So that's when he's like, Oh, okay. Well maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> All we right. can do this. I like that. And a lot. that is the and, point uh, when I texted Eric, like you, the Eric, Casey and John, Men are so fucking stupid because I was like, you fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> you stupid idiot. Well, I like, knew where it was going as soon yeah. as they like. Well, of course. Like, oh, yeah. It's like he's so smart and so slick and so like professional throughout. And you just like he lets this sort of like dumb romanticism of like, oh, she's interested in my work. Like she's going to try it. She's game. And it's like, you fucking idiot. You like the meatball. At least you're good. I just I love I love his performance in this movie. Him when he's like, you fucking. Yeah. When he snaps, <laughs> when he snaps and he starts just being a child, basically, and like, yeah, like snapping at them. It's, yeah, it's good. Uh, he's unhinged. It's, it's so good. Yeah. Anybody else have anything else about the movie they wanted to uh, bring up? I I wanted to hit, like, so the, the, the very first scene we talked about, Caitlin was talking about it when you were kind of hitting your review, but. The, the it's like one of the first lines in the movie I thought just set the tone so perfectly when the the guy Chad she's on the date with says, <laughs> his I, I wish I could remember it but he says something effective like you know I kind of love how like women nowadays don't feel like they need to get dressed up for a date or something along yeah like, like women are like, parents generation just like cared more but yeah they just like tried like you look really good in a dress you know <laughs> they're just not you're just not as feminine anymore well it's the way that first line i was like oh my god like this the fact is, that he's named movie. chad too like, well, chad, like you know yeah, everything about that mm-hmm. i was like because like he he comes off and he's like in this like hipster scarf and he's like yeah i'm taking this cool chinese place and like we'll split it and it's like uh, okay cool and <laughs> And then he's just like all the cash, worst right? things. Like yeah. all the worst. Like, yeah. oh, I mean, like, are you going to talk about crypto next? Okay, you're going to tell me like you can talk down to me next. Like, <laughs> I, I loved uh, my brother's coming, so I'm just going to take these leftovers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. God. You're not even that hot. I didn't, I was just being nice. Like that whole thing felt too. I was like, oh. Yeah. Baby that guy was a me. bit of a. That guy was a, speaking of uh, promising young woman. He was a bit of a Bo Burnham moment for me because yeah. he was in the. Uh, um, spinoff of the Goldbergs called Schooled, and he played kind of like a dor- super dorky kind of granola teacher that was in love with the main character gal. So it was a totally different angle coming out of him. Too, so I, I sort of got actually had a Bo Burnham vibe too from the friend who pieces out at the end, who like shows up and you think is going to save yeah. the day and then is like, oh, you bitches. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really good. Well, the only thing we didn't talk about, John, did you want to talk more about the food stuff? The, well, the, the cooking stuff, but... Which one, me or other? Gentlemen? Oh, excuse me, Schnarz, because you said uh, well, the grossest one is the breast meat. Um, that was that's by far. Just the way it looked, I, yeah. It's the one that looks like anatomy, right? Whereas like the yeah. rest of it was like prepared. Dude, that as, first leg thing, yeah. I want to I want to know how they did that because it is unreal looking. That like leg with the meat inside of it. Oh, oh. You mean the one that he cuts the like little when he yeah, goes for his shadow. run and he comes back? No, 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 because that doesn't really look like shoot. a leg. The first thing you see. He, he has picks like up a, a leg, leg with skin on it, and like, but then he's cutting it, and it's like it's got like oh, yeah. meat inside. Like, ugh. when he's yeah, he's that's the one he's like prepping for shipping. I can't do yeah. it. I've never seen Eric look like like. Ugh, <laughs> I hate it. Body I hate it so much. 
Oh, and the implications of just that freezer because there was so much meat in there. So he's obviously been doing this a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're like, "LOL," her name was Joy. <laughs> so ironic. I was like, "Oh man, it's she's a really get him so that's good. the thing is it's a very <laughs> funny movie." And that scene, it's like she's forcing humor to try to disarm him, and it's like it is funny, but it's so grim and like it's so, so off color. It's crazy. Yeah. When they show well, that there's Melissa, one named Hope, and he's like, "Oh, there's still hope. Don't worry." <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh god. Or there's still some hope, or something like yeah. <laughs> there's still some hope. <laughs> Gross. I can't believe she took a bite. That was what blew my mind too. She that was got it done. She yeah, knew she what did. she had to do. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. <laughs> And it was a, Melissa, the one that they like. She had heard like kind of losing, yeah, yeah. losing touch there at the end. It's so and like she takes the bite, and that's really hard. She doesn't know it's Molly. <laughs> my reaction, like my reaction to it, is super interesting to me too. Because like, Caitlin, I think you were talking about it, that being a sort of universal taboo, like, and it is for good reasons. But it's like, I had such a visceral reaction to this movie. Like, not just a person watching a gross movie, like it made me shudder like constantly. Like, and I didn't realize that, I don't know. I was that impacted by that. I've seen cannibal movies before, but it's something about the like insanely realistic way they depict the meat that I just found horrifying. Yeah. And his, I think it's the chewing looks sounds. a little undercooked too. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little red. The chewing sounds too, as were mentioned earlier. <laughs> I didn't even register them, and usually I like I don't like mouth sounds, but oh. I think I was just so engrossed in the movie that I was like, "Well, when ah, he yes, when he gross. takes his There's little so much other when stuff. he takes his little piece of prosciutto there or whatever, he's like, it's like close up, and you like <laughs> see him put it on his tongue, and it's like, oh, you're ruining prosciutto now for me too. Fuck you. Do you eat a lot of prosciutto uh, after running, John? It's good. To, it's actually good because it's salt. Electrolyte. Salty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I would. I'm not against it. But Can we get a, a cosplay moment of like you coming to your fridge after a run? At least they didn't ruin <laughs> smoked salmon for me, John. At least yeah, I still no. have that. All right, y'all. Would you recommend this movie, John Shelton? Oh, of course, yeah. Casey, absolutely. Caitlin, big time. Jonathan, yes. Cool. <laughs> Can you text your brother Sebastian Stan and see if he recommends it? All right, y'all, it's going to do it for that movie, Fresh. And uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll see you on the other side. Discover the number one movie everyone is talking about, The Good Son, a frightening portrait of evil. Macaulay Culkin plays the bad seed to perfection. What makes people evil? I don't believe in evil. should. A chilling roller coaster of terror. <gasps> loaded with tension and suspense. With a heart-pounding edge-of-your-seat climax. Stop it! A great thriller. If I let you go, you think you could fly? The Good Son, rated R. Now playing at theaters everywhere. Hello. I'm Nell Campbell from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And you're listening to Bloody Good Horror.
join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. And we're back. Info at bloodygoodhorror.com. Speaking of bloodygoodhorror.com, John Shelton, been lots of new stuff happening over there. You want to tell us about it? Yeah, no, we, we've been doing all kinds of stuff. We've got a bunch of new writers on the site. Um, we've been putting out a lot of new content lately. We've got a lot of, uh, we got reviews, we've got interviews, um, we've got video game coverage, we did some lists. Um, so all kinds of cool stuff there on the website. Go go check that out. Um, we've got uh, South by Southwest coverage starting up later this week. We're gonna have uh, you know reviews of a lot of movies there. So uh, that, that's pretty exciting. And then at the end of the month, we've got there's another there's a um, a found footage festival in San Francisco called the Unnamed Footage Festival. And we've got somebody who's gonna go there and, and do some coverage of that. So awesome. And we've had a of, couple of cool stuff going we've on. We've had a couple interviews too lately, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we've got some interviews. Caitlin did one. So uh, you can listen to that on her podcast. We've got it on the site as well. Um, yeah, and we're trying to do a lot more of that stuff and got a lot of a lot of exciting things coming up down the pike. Love it. Bloodygoodhorror.com. And a bunch of those new writers on the site are from Slack. They are BGH fans and patrons who joined the community, kind of got to know us, and now are writing for the site. So it's a good chance to promote patreon.com slash bloody good horror. Uh, you can get a live stream of the show. You can get back episodes. We have turned um, or just refreshed the Patreon podcast feed. So every Monday now um, you're going to get, so at some levels you'll get a Google drive uh, with every BGH episode. Um, but any patron at any level will get the Patreon classics feed which is like a curated weekly feed that gets released on Mondays. And I've been matching up episodes to like a, the same time of year that that week is as close as I can get it. So um, let's, so last week we released the peanut butter solution. Um, that's episode 368 originally aired uh, March, 2016. John, you remember 2016? I do. It was pre-Trump, though. We didn't know yet. We were just babes in the woods. Um, <laughs> but so that was a good one. I'm longtime fans remember the peanut butter solution. Just yesterday, we released Assassination Nation. John, what year would you guess that that movie came out? Um, I think I know the answer. Uh, Assassination Nation was, uh, I'll say 18, but it's older than that. 2019. Oh, episode, oh newer. Wow. Episode okay. 513. Um, yeah, every once in a while we go all the way back to the olden times. And then we also started doing another thing this week, John. Anybody at any level of Patreon is going to get early access to the main show by subscribing to that feed. So I usually cut that show Thursday evening, sometimes earlier. As soon as it's done, it's going right into that Patreon feed. You don't have to wait until Friday mornings, John, to get your BGH fix. Mm. Um, so all that, in addition to the live stream where you can see Schnorz's flex and locks, you can get that at patreon.com slash bloody good. Have you ever wondered what Sebastian Stan looked like with long hair? You know, 
Yeah. He had some like decent are. waves. And, I mean, I guess it wasn't like long, but he had like a nice. It looks. Sh- yeah. No, no. It's sure. <laughs> um, another another cool thing, John, we're doing for patrons this year. Um, o- overall, we're working on. Hopefully, the goal is three new T-shirt designs in 2022. I've started. I've touched base and lined up an artist for the first one. The first design is going to be a Patreon exclusive. Um, patrons at the highest level, I believe that's the Candyman level, mm-hmm. will get the shirt mm-hmm. for free, um, and then anyone else will get a crack at buying one who's on Patreon, and it won't be available to anyone else. I've hooked up with um, some artists out of Massachusetts, John, that we'll be talking about pretty soon here mm. once uh, once we get Your going. old brethren. That's right. Some fellow mass holes that are going to mm-hmm. do some cool art for the website. So we're going to start promoting that here soon. And uh, we're hoping that'll ship in uh, Q1, John. Well, uh, Q1 is almost over, right? Let's say Q2. <laughs> You're right. learning your cues. I like is it. Is that right? Yeah, is that accurate? Good. We're almost in You're Q2. You're all over your cues. Yeah. <clears throat> get yeah. the P's That's still pretty there. quick. I'm just going to tell you the, uh, the, you know, production timelines these days, they're not great. Well, the whole supply chain there is, uh, <laughs> we're going to make it, jacked up. we're going to make it happen. And then the second shirt of the year is going to be from our boy Casey. Um, and some of his drawings that he's been doing and then TBD for shirt number three, John, but I got some ideas cooking up. So lots to look forward to this year at bloody good horror. And we're going to be continuing to, um, expand and upgrade on those Patreon offerings. So check us out patreon.com slash bloody good horror. Look at the, look at the energy. That's New York era. Boom. York energy right there. That's right. I that's, know. that's what it's all about. You know, it's hey, New York, Eric. The capital region to you, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, before we uh, move to tweets, Eric, did you want to update your list? Please. You only have two on here so far. <laughs> oh, this is I number. I thought you added the third one. This is you? number one. Is this a 2022? This is 2022. Yeah, yeah, this is absolutely. Yeah, I, we said one. Nightmare Alley wasn't because it was. It got a wide release uh-huh. last year. So yeah. yeah so is, uh, Scream yeah. is your number one now. Where do you want Scream to this go? Is, this is uh, better. This I can go to two. This is better than Scream. Like buy a, buy a. Sub. Get right out of here. Yeah. <laughs> got him. Uh, Thank you. Um, Caitlin, Shelton, did you see Scream? I've not seen it yet. No. Okay. All right. I won't put you on the spot then. Um, as you're, you're off the spot. I'll give you my opinion of it. Though. Give an uninformed opinion on air right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was really like, I guessed who the killer was. Obvious. I thought it was pretty obvious. Um, I'm really surprised at the thing they did with Nev Campbell, but you know, uh, also <laughs> like it's, I think it's time, and uh, you know, like uh, Gail and Dewey forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think those. I think those kids Nailed are gonna it. make it make it work God, out. You didn't even need to see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like it's uh, it's me. Don't feed into Schnarz's <laughs> scream apathy. <laughs> it's more like me and gruff wife beater Dewey forever. Um, Caitlin, before we move on here, what's going on with uh, BGH presents? Plug it up with Caitlin from Richmond. <laughs> it's going great. Uh, things have been. Rocking and rolling. Um, added some final girls to our lineup. Um, added some women who are themselves horrific to the lineup. Did uh, we released We Summon the Darkness this week, which was a fun one looking at the satanic panic and sort of the um, irony within that movie. It's it's a fun one. Um, got some new ones on the horizon. Going to do uh, our buddy Thor from Thor's Hour of Thunder. He's a slacker. Going to come on for Byzantium. 
Uh, going to have Natalie from that uh, To All the Men I've Tolerated podcast come on for The Wind. Going to have Elizabeth come on for Black Swan. So Ooh. got some good ones in the yeah. works. I, when she, she was um, here recently, we watched Black Swan. Man, I hadn't seen that movie since we did it on the show. Y'all, Black Swan is a good movie. Did you guys it's know so that? Holy it's so good. Holy moly. Earns its due. That Aronofsky. I think Byzantium's a great movie. That's like a deep cut. Like underrated. So good. I hadn't yeah. seen it, and I'm like, it's gonna. It's like a new favorite. I really like it. Yeah, we did it years ago. Yeah, that's another one, Eric. What year do you think that began? That I was, you know what I learned on that show, John? That G-E-M-M-A is pronounced Gemma and not Gemma, which is what I thought it was. <laughs> Gemma. What? <laughs> Gemma does Gemma. not make sense. That's what J's are for, you dummy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still don't uh, get it. I just she's know. She's great. It. That movie's awesome. It's That's gorgeous. Isn't, yeah. Wow. What? The other woman whose name on this? Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, Saoirse. Saoirse. Yeah. I don't remember. That was before she was Honestly, a person. 2012. I don't before remember. Before she was a person. <laughs> yeah, no one knew. Preconception. A, they thought she was just a mannequin that could act. Honestly, I remember <laughs> Jack shit. I remember Jack shit about that movie. So, um, but I do remember that it was it was decent. All right, thank you. Yeah. Check that out. Search "Plug It Up" on socials and in your podcast feed, and get that. All right, Casey, it is time. What's what's doing on the old social meteors? All righty, we are on Twitter. You can uh, reach out to us at BG Horror if you don't follow us already. Ask us a question. Use the Ask BGH hashtag before we record. Uh, we got one question this week. This is a hard-hitting uh, horror-centric question. Not really. From our good buddy Skizbot. Do you only type one space after a period ending a sentence, or do you do it the wrong way? I do, too. It, like, I thank God that Skizbot's on the right side of history on this one. Like, there is one correct answer here. I'll be honest, yeah. I mostly did it because, well, I don't, now I don't know. I would hit spacebar twice because on a computer, then it, it just gives you the period. But I, but I, but maybe that's only giving me one space, though. It should only be yeah. one space. Yeah. This is like one of those things where it was like when you were in fifth grade and they wanted you to write a three-page paper and you were like, oh, God, I got two pages and three quarters. Like, I better add a space after every <laughs> sentence. Also, triple spacing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I say exactly. let people... That's well, an age thing, too. Like, that's that's how on a typewriter you had you were supposed to put two spaces. Yeah. And well, I took, I think, like, yeah. typing class in, in high school, that's how I learned to do it. So I struggle with not doing that. Yeah, I was similarly i was taught that i think in typing class in seventh grade um but then when i worked at the newspaper in college it was like that you know they were yeah, like, what I do use, to do? if i'm in my own accord and <laughs> it's use, not for work i will use two spaces and i will not apologize for it, john so you can get that out i'm on team yeah. skylar for this one just do what the, I want. the single space let people use whatever spaces they want john let them be themselves no no, no. it's like i see things like that and i'm like oh Oh, I'm going to start. What's the old APA say? I'm going to start. You, you control the old blogs on there. I'm going to start texting you, John. Uh, yeah, we strictly use, uh, Chicago style. There you go. That's (laughs) a relish, right? Yeah. Relish and chili. And squares. This is what it is. Um, John, I'm going to start texting you and just putting seven spaces after periods. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Expect that kind of behavior. All right, that's it for Twitter. Oh. Yeah, a little late tonight. I don't know what's going on. Uh, we got a few, th- a few things on um, was the old Instagram. Although one of them is a real question. Uh, what? Oh, okay. Actually, email first. 
Patrick from Dallas, Texas. What was the first concert you went to? No one's going to be Patrick's answer, which was Donna Summer 1978 Summer's Back Tour. Oh, yeah, well, I can't beat that. Amazing. Nice. <clears throat> John, I can, was... I can come close. Sorry, Kate. Go ahead. I no, I want Casey, what was yours? <laughs> Mine was Steve Miller Band in 88. 88. Nice. Wow. I was six. I think I was, I was middle school. Or eighth grade. <laughs> I don't know what year it was, but mine was in Virginia Beach for Hanson. Uh-huh. Nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Shelton, what'd you got? I, I, I went to see uh, 10,000 Maniacs. Would have been like 91, you, 92. Dude, you are so And it was nice. a real struggle, too, because I had to talk my parents into it, and they thought it was like some hardcore like punk metal band and i'm like no it's it's this dude this like was like wussy music. it's like we're playing it's like we're playing tell me you're a gen xer without telling me you're a gen xer <laughs> i think mine was dave matthews band if nice. you it, i assume we're talking like concert without your parents or like yeah you like know, a, yeah the one I mean, that you my were mom at, came like, to hansen with me and my best friend but yeah. i honestly uh, have not cool have not attended like a ton of concerts at like overall in my life. My first was 1998, I want to say, and it was Beck and Ben Folds five. Oh, at, hell oh, nice. yeah. It was a, That's it was sweet. a vibe. Like, I yeah, at, um, yeah. I would see that show at uh, Saratoga performing arts center, John. That's like an outdoor venue where famously yeah. Dave Matthews plays every year. And it's always like a big sellout. <laughs> I'm Do you guys know where Dave Matthews is from? Richmond, Virginia. Well, he's from Charlottesville, which is a garbage town, but he's from Virginia. So. <laughs> Remember when he got in trouble for dump for their tour bus, like dumped a bunch of poop on people or something like that? Or like Eric, my ex-boyfriend's yeah. dad was in DMB and I don't Oh, you told me know. That. Yeah, I haven't talked about it in a while, but I always felt like I was undeserving of that connection because I like don't know anything about Dave Matthews band and I was always like how nice. I'm not a yeah. super fan, but right, I, though, honestly, yeah. I was I was of that age to have like had it hit me at a certain like I definitely there's a couple of those albums that I spun a decent amount. Didn't they dump? Didn't they accidentally dump their uh, septic tank at their bus of going yeah, to, yeah, over the was, canal it in wasn't Chicago on the bus? It was like a it wasn't their decision, but yeah, I, well, I'm hearing. <laughs> I heard that Dave Matthews sat <laughs> in his throne. I heard that Dave Matthews himself sat on his throne with a scepter and said, dump the poop. He said, fuck these plebs. <laughs> Cover the peasants. <laughs> exactly. That's a great question. Thank you for that, Patrick. Um, next up, we move to Instagram. Um, I think this is Caitlin's friend. He says, what are the best ways to support you all? Um, the best way always is Patreon. Because aside from the small cut that Patreon takes, that stuff goes um, directly to us and helps us sustain the site and also improve things on the show and the site. Um, and, and you get stuff in return. Like you could okay. always buy, I was say you could just tell friends about the awesome well, show that, you that live, he was. So I didn't read it. the, I didn't read the rest of his question, but he was specifically asking about like, if he was going to send money somewhere, where would it be? Um, like t-shirts, like t-shirts. You just send me money to my. Apartment. You could just send, send money. But <laughs> now um, Nick is an amazing hype man, and he was on this week's plug it up. So I do want to give major love mm-hmm. to Nick. He's been a huge supporter of all things BGH lately, I and yeah. I appreciate him hyping us up and trying to 
support us in the, the best um, possible he's supporting avenues. us by supporting you and plug it up that's the, what I was the t-shirt stuff yeah. i love i love having t-shirts i love that people buy them anybody who's ever sold t-shirts knows the margin on them is like non-existent it's like i'm not yeah. sure we've ever gotten like a royalty check from t-shirts before <laughs> maybe i don't know john you tell no, you're the it, money it, guy it shark. does produce it produces a little bit like yeah. it's not nothing here. Like, but you know. but you know if you're really like if the goal is to support us it's it's definitely patreon um would you rather be so fresh or so clean? Um, wow. That album is like one of my favorites of all time. That I mean, the, the line is fresh and so clean, clean. So I Why mean, choose? Like, it's not an either or. I don't think you can be one or the other. You have to be both. I feel like. <laughs> what, no, I sort of assumed you had to be clean to be fresh, but... Maybe I just don't. You can be like fresh in your style, but maybe oh. not like we can have drip, mm. as the mm. kids say, but not be. I would clean. rather be clean then. Yeah, sorry, Caitlin. Colleen says I am not capable of being fresh in my style. Mm. <laughs> but you have that cool shirt that she just got you. <laughs> I don't really. I can call killer clowns fresh though. In this community uh, of That's black shirt people, <laughs> yes, it is. If you could have any hairstyle, what would it be? I, I've always wanted to pull off space buns well. Mm. And you have a lot of hair. I feel like I do have a lot of hair, but like I just I don't know. For whatever reason, like I want big space buns, like really big yeah, ones. I always assumed that those were like padded. Like there was like, that it was shit like, in there. It was like a weed. Oftentimes yeah. they are. Yeah. It's a bump it. This question yeah. becomes it's certainly not a bump it, Casey. <laughs> I don't know about this, this question becomes weirdly wistful for people like Shelton and I. John, what what's your what hairstyle would you most want? Yeah, I kind of, kind of feel attacked. Um, yeah, as a as a um, a bald American, um, <laughs> bald American. Honestly, like when I had hair, my hair sucked. Like I had very like <laughs> fine thin hair, and so like it just kind of hung straight down. I couldn't do anything with it. So like, it wasn't a huge loss when I started just shaving my head. Um, but yeah, something something with a little texture would have been nice. I you know uh-huh. I've got very very lank straight. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Thin hair. I'm not so. gonna lie. My hair was beautiful. Like it, it would rival Schnarz's now. <laughs> People would touch my hair and be like, "Oh my god, it's so soft." And I'd be like, "Yeah, I know it is. Enjoy." <laughs> and I used to have hair almost as long as your Schnarz. Close, yeah. not quite that long. It's. I don't think it ever hit my shoulders, but it was pretty close. Um, I would just love enough hair to have just you know a nice little high and tight these days, John. I think that's probably what I would go with. Yeah, like a comb over situation. You're just <laughs> you're working to, to a comb over. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a great question, and that was the last question. Sorry, Schnurs. Um, man, this was a fun little like surprise out of left field banger. I feel like yeah. I now I I officially feel like the year of 2022 horror has started now because I've seen this and that's pretty exciting. It's always good. Like the first couple of months are always like, what are we doing here? Just like watching old movies and junk. So, well, and we've taken, we've rolled the dice on some of these. Like, yeah, I saw something popped up on Hulu and then it's like, what the fuck are we thinking? (laughs) And, uh, this one worked out. So I'm really excited. Love it. Uh, we're not sure we're doing next week, but as always, we tend to post that stuff on Patreon. There's a big show channel, which is about this here podcast. Um, and social media. Caitlin is very good about posting it on the BGH Twitter once we know what we're doing. So stay tuned. Love a GIF. Love a Twitter GIF. Love oh, a poll. Got to run some more polls on the Twitter. Polls are mm-hmm. good. Polls are good. Uh, I have problems with that GIF you posted for this week, Caitlin. <gasps> Wait, which I posted too. Which one? The one the like da- the close the dance, up? The dance GIF. Uh, 
It's, ah, it was funny. hypnotic. Yeah, <laughs> that was the problem. Yeah, was I kept good. staring at it after a while. Uh, Mr. John Shelton, thank you for joining us this week. Hey, always a pleasure. And congratulations on your um, promotion from homeless ascension. I would to say ascension. I like it. Ascension. Uh, but yeah, we're all we're very excited about the stuff going on, on the website and all the new people writing. It's it's all good stuff. So check out bloodygoodhorror.com. That's gonna do it, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed our episode this week on Fresh, and we will see you next week. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.